Welcome to the Exponent 2 podcast. We're excited to uh, be together again virtually. Uh, Carol Ann here calling from Minneapolis. I'm here with... I'm Heather and I am also in Minneapolis. Ah, we're not in the same, same place yet, but soon. Soon enough. And who else is with us, Momo? Yeah, I'm here calling from very Sahara dusty Barbados. Uh-huh. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, well, we're happy to, to be together again. Um, yeah, so we're trying to do a probably twice a month podcast, just make it a little bit more sustainable with all of our different busy lives of working. Momo's still in school. So there's just, we have a lot going on. Kids, mm-hmm. some of us have kids, baby kids, grandkids older kids who still have a lot of struggles and all all the things. So keeping it not running fashion that we have strength is what we're kind of focusing in on. But we did want to get together because Momo has announcement about a favorite show. Go on. Okay. We have been fed Bridgerton fans. We have been (laughs) fed. The Lord has heard our prayers as we cry from the desert of the long gap between season two and season three of Bridgerton. So for all Bridgerton lovers out there, I feel like such a reporter. Um, So for all Bridgerton Bridgerton lovers out there, they dropped the first teaser video now before this we've been getting like all these little snippets these pictures costumes all this stuff we've been getting um with to them so we've gotten that now they decided on the first of february to feed us the first scene of colin and penelope future miss bridgerton i was at lunch when it came out and i was in the lunchroom freaking out like gasping, sending my uh, friend like voice notes. Oh my gosh, should we read the book again before it comes out? We it was a mess. It was a mess. So I will not be normal until the season is over. Disclaimer. Thank you very much. Okay. And so for those who haven't watched it or read the book, cough cough me and potentially other listeners, maybe ever maybe I'm the last one. Why like what why is it so compelling to you, to others? What's the, what's the appeal? Okay, so you, I mean, the thing about Bridgerton is that Bridgerton goes the romance tropes really, really well, and they go for different tropes each season. So season one of Bridgerton, you got inexperienced love, somebody discovering their sexuality for the first time. Season two, you got enemies to lovers with Kate and Anthony. This season, you got friends to lovers with Penelope and Colin. And we also got a man who put his foot in his mouth and said the most ridiculous things about somebody um, that was supposed to be a friend of his. So it's kind of like... um, you know, like your first crush and you kind of realize that your first crush is a jerk, but then you give him like 10 years and then he kind of wises up and realizes that you're something special. So it, it, it really touches on a lot of, of things that are common in dating and relationships. And it honestly is one of the best books out of the entire series. Mm-hmm. Um, so for each season, I like to read the books. I think the only thing I haven't read is the Queen Charlotte book that came out recently but i love to watch it before the season comes out because i want to see what is missing from Mm -hmm. um i like to see what's missing from the book adaptation to the show yeah Yeah. so that's me i love to do that very cool very cool 
Yeah, it's exciting. It's um, excited that Penelope is going to get her due because, you know, Penelope is not your traditional, like skinny little. Yeah. uh, You know, looking up the pictures, is it, it's the person who's Claire and Dairy Girls, right? Dairy Girls. It's our Dairy Dairy Girl, our Claire. (laughs) You know, normally like you watch a movie or something and like, you know, if someone's like a little fluffy, then you're like, oh, she's the funny best friend. Right. You know, she doesn't really get love or if she does, it's kind of sidetracked. Yeah. Like almost there's so much weird stuff out there that like somehow only skinny, pretty people, only pretty people or skinny people or skinny, pretty people are somehow desirable or deserving like I was reading um um Outlander is that what it's called it's not the like yeah. travel back in time and in, in oh, I love that series okay so I was reading it and then I got to this one point and and the author or the main character like made one more comment about that somebody was probably going to grow up and be fat and I was like mm. you know what I'm done I'm done I, I am I am done with somebody acting like like somehow, you know, having some extra pounds makes you unlovable. And I was like, yeah. hey, screw you, Outlander lady. Yeah. <laughs> I I love Outlander. I I love it, but I haven't read the books for Outlander. I just watched the series. Okay. And maybe um, they never mentioned that I, stuff in the in the in the in the TV show, but um but so anyway, yeah, I don't think they do. Okay. I don't think they do. So they skip a lot of the stuff from the series yeah. I've heard. But I'm excited but, that Penelope, who that actress is fabulous. She's gorgeous. She is. Now, now I'm trying to see her in a sexual context because I'm like, she was Claire. She was the funny one on, um, and not the funny fat one because her weight never came up in Dairy Girls, I don't think. Um, but like, she's always been this kind of like eccentric sort of person in, in like the show she's done. Because um, like now I'm going on the deep dive and watching all her stuff. Um, but like, now you see her as this sort of like sex pot. Like, okay, what am I supposed to do with this information? And then, um, like, if you've read the books, there's a particular scene, and they're alluding that they're keeping those scenes in the book. How will I recover? I don't think I'm gonna go to work because uh-huh. if this comes out, like, I I gotta watch all four of these episodes like straight away. Right. Um, yeah. So it's gonna be really, really good, and I'm looking forward to seeing it. And Shonda Rhimes is the queen at what she does she is she is um she's amazing at what she does okay my random pop culture deep dive i have two quick ones one is um the person who one of two people who were like taylor swift is good to me when i was living in boston one of them is an ex-boyfriend and is now a BYU professor who will be teaching the Taylor Swift philosophy class Stop at it. BYU. <laughs> and so another it. friend oh. clued us in and was like, oh, look, like, look what Ryan's up to and sent a B- uh, Daily Universe, which is like the BYU news like article about it. And then I guess it hit the Salt Lake Tribune too. So good for you, Ryan. Good work on, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that his coworkers are giving him a chance to, um, 
like he loves 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 taylor swift and so and the article is like really thoughtful about like the philosophy of taylor swift byu had a class like a year or so ago on dolly parton amazing so okay but thing two is i was sharing with my brother when i saw him in november i was like oh yeah i'm like kind of i think maybe i'm a swifty i had him he's like i don't like her because of what she did to to olivia rodrigo and i was like okay tell me more and there's some stuff that like, I guess, lawyers versus lawyers, a few of Olivia Rodrigo's songs were too similar, quote unquote, to Taylor Swift. And so she's having to pay royalties to Taylor Swift. So that like my brother was like, that makes me too mad. Like, she's the young star. Why is Taylor doing this? And so others have been like, well, did Taylor really know? So I've been listening to like more Olivia Rodrigo and I'm like, I like the sound. And I feel like I'm laughing that she's like in her 20s and I'm in my 30s. And I'm like, cool. But when I was listening to some of her songs, I was like, man, I'm hearing some No Doubt influences. And then I like, read her Wikipedia page. And I was like, yep, No Doubt is one of her influences. So it's kind of, it reminds me of when I was in high school, because there's kind of this like poppy, a little bit angry. And so I feel like she's like a more openly angry Taylor Swift, because a lot of the songs mm-hmm. are a little bit more. So yeah, angry breakup. Yeah. And then there's a funny hookup song. So yeah, there's, um, I've, yeah. I've been loving my... I don't know if love, that's the wrong word. I've been really enjoying my Olivia Rodrigo. The lines get stuck in my head. Like I, for some reason, I don't know if it's just that every new artist that comes out sounds the exact same. I find that I don't really connect with most of the the pop singers now that are out. Um, So Olivia Rodrigo, I think I've heard one song from her. I was like, that's enough. I, I can't listen to 600 songs of you singing the same thing, babe. I, I'm done. Um, like, um, so I listen now to a bunch of like music from like the 2000s. It was yeah. good. And for some reason, that gives me such like a serotonin boost. But like, most of the times, I find the song songs so similar. It's like, oh, my boyfriend was a jerk. Let's run him over with my car. I'm like, okay, that's fine. Good for you. What else is new? Um, you know, I, I, I just need like something that feeds me on the inside. So I've been listening to a lot of Neo Soul and a lot of, um, I've been listening to a lot of Yabba. I think her name is Yabba Yiba. Yiba Yabba. But um, listening to a lot of different artists, but not just the mainstream, because I find a lot of the times the lyrics just flow over me. Kind of. Right, right. Okay, now I'm going to have to share one more music thing. Next Wednesday, Uh I'm driving down to Chicago to go to a Josh Ritter show. It's his 20th anniversary of an album that he came out with. So he's, he's my, like, one of my one true loves. I've been to probably, like, 10 or 15 of his shows. Like, I feel like whenever I see him in concert, I feel like I'm seeing a friend. Um, And I first got introduced to him because of a friend from, that I did the BYU Jerusalem Center with. And I was, um, we had, like, a reunion party. And he overheard us from Boise. And we were living in Provo at the time. He's like, hey, like, can my friends and I stay at your house? And do you want to go to this concert in Boise? I was like, okay. And so that was my, like, entree back in 2007. So all these years later. Um, so really excited to be able to uh, hear Josh Ritter. So sorry, yeah. lyrics. His lyrics are so good. He's written a couple, like he's written a book. He just has like beautiful wow. storytelling. Hey, I love him if forever. you were going to recommend one song of his, what would it be? Oh, um, Kathleen. 
is like will break your heart and it's or not break your heart but just like it's yeah so Kathleen and that that's from the album that's having its 20th anniversary yeah I okay in my defense I just had to google who this man was yes he's a and that, um, like when you're like I like sorry. deep lyrics I was like and like I don't like pop I was like I usually don't like pop this is my obscure person I love forever yeah so he's like from Idaho yeah. but then oh, got okay. big in Europe and then came, and then came back and yeah skip though I get why he's your first love he's just like a I big mean, grin every show he's like hi everybody and friendliest guy yeah yeah, I, I feel like if that would be me and um if um what's his name? The guy from Queen that died. Freddie Mercury. Freddie Mercury. Mm. If Freddie Mercury was alive, I mm. would probably be his first love. I, I feel yeah. like obviously we know he wasn't he was not batting for our team. We know that. But um I love him with such a passion in my mm. soul. Like when I found out he died, I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Oh, but um, the like concerts that I wish I could see before I die, Coldplay. I know that they're finishing their series, like they're finishing their concerts soon. I want to see them in concert before they stop performing. And the other one is, um, oh no, there are two more. Paramore. I think they're not performing together for a little bit. Um. Paramore because my my teenage like alter ego is probably somewhere rioting and trying to get the orange hair that looks like theirs um and there's a last one and I can't remember who but you know like good music is so I don't know there's something therapeutic about it oh absolutely you know you know Heather absolutely so my musical boyfriend is Sting Mm. Oh, oh my gosh let's just not talk about sting yeah no my my very first concert i was in eighth grade or seventh or eighth grade and i my sister took me to see the police and i oh just totally bowled over and i've seen him a bunch of times over the years and i saw him in october again with my sister i flew out to la and we went to the hollywood bowl and i'm telling you i had it was like a spiritual experience. Like I'm sitting there yeah. in the Hollywood Bowl and he's playing Fields of Gold. And I was kind of wrestling with some things in my life, some kind of career choices. And I, you're going to think I'm insane, but I swear to you, Sting said to me, Heather, I know you don't want to, but you have to quit your job and you have to take this other job. And I was like, no, Sting. Yeah. I don't he's like, Heather, have I ever let you down? Can you just trust me? And so I did. And so I like go home and I'm like, tell my family. So Sting told me I have to quit my job. <laughs> and everyone's <laughs> looking at me like, I am delusional. But I'm like, I'm sorry. Like I just got in the zone and it was like, I could totally channel. Like I could quiet all the noise in my head in a way that wasn't um, dissociative because that's usually yeah. Quiet the nose noise in my head is with shows and books and distractions, but yeah. being there, I was like fully present, and being mm-hmm. fully present allowed me to kind of come to some realization. So that's that's my boyfriend. He's there for me. Yeah, he he, he should be out there. Me. Like that that performance that he did with Robert Downey Jr. Driven to Tears. Mm-hmm. There is something 
really really like sexy oh, about so that sexy. video and it's like I, I don't get it. It's it's just him singing the song. And Robert Downey, I think that was the moment that Robert Downey Jr. became like a, a MCM for me. And I'm like, Robert, you shouldn't do this thing. Uh -huh. You shouldn't do this. This is too much for me. Uh -huh. So I understand perfectly, Heather, about him speaking to you because he spoke to me too. Yes, yes. No, he see like it's, you know, maybe it's his tantric sex or something. I don't know. Uh -huh. Oh, it's but, not. You know, I, I don't know what it is. Hear the spirit. Some it's... people hear a still small yeah. voice. Yeah. I hear the sultry voice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Bon Jovi. We got to add Bon Jovi to that list. I feel like for me. Yeah. No, we all, we all have different people that, that just speak to our souls for some reason. Totally. <laughs> Totally. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what have people been reading? Let's hear hear it. Anything? Oh, fun I'm, I'm like embarrassed to tell you. I've been reading like alien fantasy romances that are absolutely ridiculous, but <laughs> it's the equivalent of like eating a bag of Cheetos yeah. and eating a Twinkie. Yeah. Like it's just. Yeah fun ridiculousness awesome yeah what i read like a book i think we were on similar veins heather <laughs> um like you I and i in our book spicy book. books but yeah we're in this spicy book era i did the stuff my kindle day so my book is full of trash and treasure and more trash and more yes. trash and yes. very little treasure um so i've been basically reading everything um, especially when I was on break from school. Yeah. Um, I read a book about um a demon that was living in the neighborhood with like regular people and it was good. It was good. I don't know what it didn't make sense. I'm like, why does nobody like freak out because demons are in the neighborhood, like wearing clothes and make sense, having though. festivals and stuff? Nobody cared. And I'm like, okay, this this needed work, but I thoroughly enjoyed it, like the Cheetos that you know we were talking about. So spicy hot no cheetos spicy hot <laughs> cheetos um i read sea of tranquility for book club has anyone heard of that one uh -uh, tell me um, so it's a little bit yeah. like oh it's sci-fi there's, no, there's no alien sex in it right no alien sex but there is it is it is sci-fi okay um and there's some time travel in it okay. and so i was like uh, i don't like i don't like sci-fi but as i read it i was like okay this is good Sometimes fantasy, I'm like, it takes too long for me to understand the world that you're trying to world build. Building. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, um, yeah. Sea Tranquility, I recommend it. And I guess, like, she's written a couple other books that, like, explain more of the other characters. I'm like, well, I guess I have to read it now. But just some interesting stuff where it's, like, live on the moon and there's some pandemic in it and time travel. And, um, yeah, so I, I recommend it. And it was also just, like, really, it was, like, well-written, like, very, it was, like, it felt, for me, it was a candy book because it was, like, very easy page turner. That's really thought-provoking. Yeah. Mm. I am so glad that 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 Caroline, you were reading something a little bit more substantial than what, what Heather and I were uh, reading. No, no. <laughs> no, I was realizing I was like because I have small children and work full time. I'm like my hobbies right now are reading and being in book clubs and helping with exponent stuff. Those are my hobbies right now. That's okay. Like because I just don't no, like because I sometimes fine. get like I'm like I miss like when I was single and had time and money and I'm oh. like that's not my situation right now and that's okay and. Yep. Well, I, I get that. My hobbies right now are nap. 
naps yeah. those after work naps that like start at like eight o'clock at night and take you till three o'clock in the morning that you know are deep sleeps but I consider them naps because I'm tired uh, school yeah. is tiring people are tiring <laughs> and and I guess when you work in customer service yeah. and you're front facing and yeah. you can't hide your body just shuts off when you don't have to socialize. And I'm like, I don't feel like picking up my computer today. I don't mm. feel like talking to anybody today. I'm just going to take a nap. Yeah. Then you realize it's like one o'clock in the morning. You've slept for like six hours, oh, no. but that's fine. I love it. Yeah. Well, you, and yeah. you quit one of your jobs. I'm really proud of you because I know you're like less money, I but did. just less stress. Is your I... health improving? Do you feel like, or? Um, yes and no, because like, um, I'm still having lupus flares. Um, if you can see like in the video, like I have a dark line around my lips because I just got a new lupus symptom Mm -hmm. where my lips are starting to swell for no reason other than the fact that that's what they do. Um, so because my lips swole, they cracked. So now I have a dark line around my mouth looking like if somebody beat me up. Um, but I've just been sick since Christmas mm. and I realized like I needed to cut back a little bit. I Absolutely. was on medication that I didn't want to be want to be on and I just needed to take some time for myself. So I took a really big pay cut and I still don't like my full-time job, but like for right now it it sustains me, I guess. Mm. Um but I felt really bad. And the responsibilities for my my online job were just getting more and more. They wanted yeah. more and more, and I, I the salary was just, yeah, like you're not getting paid. The more. salary was increasing, but the workload was, and I just mm-hmm. I just had mm-hmm. to say no. And I really, this is my year of quitting everything. Yeah, and it seems hella toxic for people that don't understand it, but. I, I, I realize I have to say no and take a lot of rest. For survival. Absolutely. Good for you. Self self-care matters. It's it's not mm-hmm. indulgent. It's it's self-care is self-preservation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oops. And as we talk, my mom just decides to walk across the screen and she's going to Hey Mama Mama. <laughs> yeah you know it's it's been a difficult ride especially you know having lupus flares your body is attacking you you're not feeling your best you're trying to do everything you're supposed to do um you're trying to give your all to your full-time job you're trying to give your all to your online job you're trying to give your all to everybody in your life your relationships in your life yeah and student life and you know i just said yeah I'm going to either die or I'm just going to step back from things. And so everything that stressed me out, everything that made my blood pressure go almost to a stroke, I said, let's step back. We need time to rest and recuperate. Because your body will let you know. Yeah. And my body was letting me know and I wasn't listening to it. I was like, I got this. I'm, I don't know. It's something ingrained in me. I'm always like, I got to do this. I got to do this. The next thing, the next thing, the next thing. And I realized that I was just going from pillar to post. I was just not taking care of myself. I wasn't eating at the right times. I wasn't, you know, taking time to work out or taking time to do anything. 
anything. I was just going from eight o'clock to five o'clock, five o'clock to six o'clock to twelve o'clock. No, no time for me. Just everything for everybody else, and I, I just had to say no. This is enough. Yeah, Can't do it cool. anymore. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Yep. Good for you. Good for you. Mm-hmm. Our bodies matter. Another book I'm reading for book club is called The Wisdom of Your Body. And I'm only mm-hmm. like 20 pages into it, but it's talking a lot about rather than having like our mind and our body is separate because that's a very like, yeah, Plato thing. Like, sorry, PLATO of like, like, think like, my, or in, like, in Descartes, like mind over matter and just like be positive and you'll be like, act positive, you'll be positive. Also, like, so much. It's also Mormon. Like, totally. the natural man is the enemy of God, that like our bodies are the enemy. Yeah. But uh, I remember a couple of years ago, I read a different book called, um, is Sterling McMurrin, McMurrin, the yes, like McMurray, theological the foundations of Mormonism. So this is me being a big geek anyway, but it talks about like that is the way that Mormonism is different is that we believe we'll be resurrected with our bodies when other, yeah. um, religions don't think that, but no, then we, like, we, we go both ways. We, yeah. Then we kind of dissolve that where it's like your shoulders are showing ladies. Yeah. yeah. The body is, I, I'm, ho- I'm hoping that I will not be resurrected with this body. Um, no, um, Management does not approve of the lupus body. Mm. Could I have a new one in the resurrection? Please and thank you. Mm. Signed, Ramona. I cannot do it anymore. Two, yeah. A lifetime of this is too much. Chronic illness, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I, but like going back, like I know we were talking about bodies and everything, but um, a part of my self-care right now is doing diamond paintings and Heather sent me one for Christmas a huge one that I don't even know when I'm gonna start it because it took so long to get this tiny one that I ordered done and I'm like how I get that sent me for Christmas then but (laughs) I love it just disappearing into diamond paintings for like hours not speaking to anybody me my music and just disassociable yeah tangible it's not on your computer that's yeah. awesome yeah yeah no i think but... art art is um really transformative when it comes to to mental health and, and just even the mm-hmm. most basic ways like a lot of my clients yeah. are they'll they just ask me if they can draw during session mm-hmm. and or they want to listen to some music or you know just the smallest things um, can be super soothing. No. Right. On that beautiful, soothing note, everyone go and create. But if you don't have time, like, don't make it be one more thing. But I hope you can have the wisdom to see what is something that, for me, it's been helpful to see when am I making something urgent when it doesn't need to be. We're sometimes like, okay, I'll do this and then this. And then being like, hey. Or yeah. like, or just the pharmacy closes your... in ten minutes. I'll try yes. to rush. No, I'll go tomorrow. Like, don't try to make a crisis. But yeah. But back to the music thing. I yeah. think just listening to a song that helps you get in touch with your feelings can mm-hmm. be very therapeutic. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. music sometimes gives us permission to feel things that that we're like not eager to feel. Again, Sting. That's yeah. what Sting taught me. Uh-huh. that's my friend <laughs> all right all right good night friends um x two is turning 50 this year so come, we're hoping to get, have some local events around the u.s there's the retreat happening in the fall 
the uh, spring 2024 issue of the magazine is going to be the 50th anniversary issue. So stay posted for lots of fun 50th anniversary things. Thanks, everyone.